Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Stu Brown, welcome to the Center of the Universe. I appreciate it, man. Excited to be here. Center of the Universe, huge opportunity for me. So I appreciate y'all having me. You are in the Center of the Universe, and what that really means is, well, two things. It's an Ashland address, and Ashland is the Center of the Universe. I had somebody from New Jersey try to tell me that was the Center of the Universe. New Jersey. It's the Center of something, but it ain't ain't, ain't the Universe. Uh, And the other reason Center of the Universe is just three guys talking, and and we're going to be focused on you. Yeah. Uh, for about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. I have to mention, uh, Kevin Flippin is also here. Uh, Stu, you and I connected through Kevin. Kevin, uh, his name on this podcast, and sorry for those listeners who've only listened to like the last 60 or 70 episodes because Kevin hasn't been found as a a co-host on any of those. Mm -hmm. His name used to be the occasional co-host. Now it's, he's the dude who showed up one time in 2024, I think, maybe the new. <laughs> That's <name>. awesome. <laughs> Kevin and I got something in common. We both married Verano women, so yep. everybody Rich. out there, pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too late. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to ask you all to describe a Verano woman, but I understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love them. Well, they're from the eighth continent, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of out there by itself. <laughs> oh, it, it is, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool, Stu. Uh, I, I got to start with where are you from? I'm from Hurt, Virginia. It's... Uh, you know, I'm from the foothills of Virginia. I tell you, it's in between Lynchburg, Danville. We explain it, Smith Mountain Lake. So, mm. textile, um, everybody there I've worked in mills. And, you know, that's something at a young age when I was a teenager. Uh, I didn't want to do my studies, so my dad put me in the mill. And for five days, I was calling my mama to come get me because that's the last place I wanted to be. So, what, what was being manufactured in the mill? It was textiles. textiles. It was Clotman Mills, Burlington Industries, BGF, Dan River Mills. So it was all textiles working in fiberglass. Mm. And you put them hazmat suits on, and they didn't help. And, you know, my job was uh, growing up in that area. My job was dead. I, they pretty much gave me a leaf blow and Y'all, and I'm five foot six, and I had to crawl through the vents and blow it out. So I said, you know, I got to get out this town. So Hurt Virginia, though, love it. You know, uh, hardworking, blue-collar people. Now, I don't think I've ever heard of Hurt Virginia. Yeah. H-U-R-T. H-U-R-T. Herb, wow. it's, it's only like 1,100 of us. So uh, Was there a guy named Mr. Hurt, and they named the town after John him? L. Hurt, Jr. Jr. <laughs> Jr. Yeah, I don't know John L. Hurt, Sr. Sr. wasn't good yeah, enough to get it named after him. Uh, no, just a little town outside of little, another little town called Alta Vista. So it's in Pennsylvania County, which okay. is, uh, you know, right on the Carolina border down by, you know, Greensboro, Danville area. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. A lot of good football players down there. Good football players. Uh, big big sports community down there, though. Uh, my community, the high school I went to, is a little more known for basketball. But, uh, no, good sports down there, good people, hardworking, blue-collar people. When you were growing up, was it football, basketball, and baseball? Now nothing else. Those are the yeah. You played all three. Played all three all year round. You know, uh, didn't practice. Well, you you know, no different than y'all. You stayed outside all the time, but it won't that you didn't train for one season to the next. You know, you put your basketball down and picked your bat up. You put your bat down, but picked the football up. So um, youth sports was huge growing up. So we loved it. Got to play it. It's still huge now because you're actively involved. We'll talk about that later. But I mean. Sports are probably, for youth, as big as it's ever been. Oh, yeah, big as it's ever been. You know, uh, 
flipping it out talking about the travel. You can, you know, I kind of hate, I think, I don't know if y'all agree, I kind of hate, and we talk, me and my wife talk about this often, it's nothing like going in elementary school knowing that flipping's pitching that night. You don't get that in nope. elementary school no more. Nope. You know, you don't get, I play for Hardest, you play for McDonald's, you play for Burger King. And, you know, you play each other next day. If you lose, you got to come catch it. You know, that hardens yeah. you up. You yeah. get to know, you know, everybody in the mama knows what you did the night before. So uh, they don't have that no more. And it's sad they don't have it. Well, what they what they had when we were kids was you had rec ball, and the kids you went to school with were in that rec league because it was all based on geography, right? Yes. Now you've got all this travel mess where, and I call it daddy ball, where they're picking their son's friends and uh, their friend's kids are on the team. And, I, I mean, you said it, and I, you know more about it than I do. Some of the teams aren't as good as the rec well, they, teams they from terrible. 10 years ago. They're terrible. You know, you get cut, so – uh, your dad goes and makes his own team, so you know, and they got nine right fielders on the team. So. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of hard to turn <laughs> turn a double play when you got yeah, nine, nine, right right, nine right fielders on the team. At least you're playing. Got a batting average of one ten with eighteen errors, but at least you start. <laughs> and you can tell everybody you start. Yeah, you can tell everybody you start. Don't don't mention our record. Yeah, please don't mention our record. Yeah, I love them kids. Brand new Nike, six wristbands on. You know, oh, man. yeah, the shin guard on when you hit. <laughs> you know, just just on the left. Oh yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on the price that you have to pay as a parent. The well, bats. Uh, there, there was one. There was a meme out there where the, the guy was talking about how expensive the bats were. He's got we got four thousand dollars worth of bats in the dugout we've gotten two hits today yeah it's crazy yeah, the ra- should, that ratio is not good yeah, you should we just have one bat and you should just hand it to the next guy after you strike out yeah yeah i remember i got a new bat i remember dad when i was like 12 he bought me a new bat bought me a new easton and everybody thought but the reason why he had to buy me a new one because for five years i used the same bat i'd spray paint it for every game so yeah. i bet when i was eight years old by the time it had its 15th coat of paint on that. That thing was at 38 ounces, you know. So it's like, dude, I couldn't swing it no more. It was so heavy. You were getting strong. I, I was painted like every day, you know, put the duct tape on that for a handle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you started playing Little League or Rec Ball like when you were, what, five, six? Yeah, all five. Tackle football, five. and You were playing tackle. like Tackle football, Pads, five. helmet, yeah, all that. it was that. huge. You know, you had that weight limit and, you know, the how illegal we were, I can see – uh, Coach Ernie Blessed now, you know, you could only weigh over – you couldn't weigh over 100 pounds or whatever when whatever you're five. I don't even know what you could weigh, 70. But he'd – you know, they'd come weigh us, the officials, and hit up in the mounds, and we'd – half our team would run up in the hills and hide, and he'd only weigh the ones that he could weigh, you know. That you kind know. of silly. And then when he'd bring them down, they'd cut weight. They'd be standing in the cold in the tidy whities weighing. Of course, how I was with all my equipment on. Wow. Nowhere near the weight limit. So, wow. It was awesome. Uh, so you played from five through high school. Yep, five. Yeah, yep, yep. Went on. I, now, my college ball, I played baseball, but football, okay. I played. You know, I'd say this. We end up, we talk about this. I think we played 13 years of football, and none of them included college. So that's wild. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I, but that doesn't happen anymore. The kids are playing flag at that age now. But yeah, playing flag. Yeah, yeah. playing flag. Yeah. And then contact starts around eight or nine. Yeah, contact like starts. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually, yeah. I think eight now. It depends on where you are. Yeah, it depends really. on where you Mechanicsville, are. Mechanicsville, I think, has an eight U team. All right. So what what was it like growing up in Hurt? By the way, I'll never forget the that Hurt exists now. Well, growing up in Hurt, you know, it, it was amazing. You know, everything we did was outside. Sports was huge. The best thing that I remember about Hurt was uh, you talk about Little League. We had a county league. And I think about this often because my high school football coach was actually my baseball coach. But we had elementary school against elementary school. 
So, you know, you think about your elementary school where you grew up. So, you know, your dad, uh, Coach Crouch. Oh, Co- I thought it was just a geography thing. It, it's uh, Henry Clay Elementary versus oh, yeah. Patrick Henry It elementary. was absolutely amazing. You know, oh, I can, wow. and we were loaded. Heard elementary. We were loaded, but he put he put twelve of us in the back of the pickup truck, and mm. you know, uh, you know, I got pictures of us twelve of us piling out the back of a pickup truck, and we brought it, man. We <laughs> we were good, and um, <laughs> you know, I saw I saw my dad. I, well, I shouldn't tell. I saw my dad physically get in a physical fight a couple times, but one time was uh, we go up to Chatham Elementary School, and they just straight cheat us. I mean, they cheat us. So they got to come to our, they got to come down to hurt to play us and uh coach crouch asked dad he goes can you take the day off and because we played in the mornings and uh dad said want you to umpire and dad was like yeah umpire i umpire man i t- i was hitting the back st- face 21 battle struck out 21 i hadn't even hit the catcher yet mm. everything coming out ah, oh, and you know the other coach confronted dad and they got to going at it so mm. uh, that was hurt baseball you know and i brought this weird thing you mentioned jeff moore you know i was a yeah, baseball coach at Vrana. I feel like I brought we brought some of that uh, hurt baseball because it's play. It was played different. You know, when we slid, you know, we had spikes on our feet. Oh you yeah, talk put in somebody's leg when you slide and hit somebody in the face. And you know, uh, Jeff had to tell me quite often when I was he's like, man, you can't do that. But you know, we'd have a runner coming home and uh, they were gonna get thrown out, and I'm over in the dugout yelling, cut. Cut two, cut two, and they just cut it for no reason. He's like, dude, you can't be doing that. So, you know, just mountain baseball, dude. You know, get the job done. Get the job done. Well, it's, you know? it's funny. I, I remember I had a coach, and we're about the same age, I guess. Uh, I was eight, nine years old playing for him, and within two years of me leaving his team as a nine-year-old, he got arrested for cockfighting. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to know this. I'm That's too, awesome. too, too young. Yeah, yeah. But that guy was, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, growing up in Hurt was awesome. It was just Hurt, awesome. you took it seriously. Oh, yeah. You, you hurt took it serious. Took it serious. <laughs> we didn't wear baseball pants. We wore Wranglers, you know, Wrangler jeans. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was our uniform just to make a statement. So. Is that a mountain thing? That might be a mountain thing. They didn't tear it. I know that. So That's you awesome. Know, you, you know. Did you have so you had cleats on, cleats but you were wearing jeans. jeans? Yeah, I've seen video of that, but it's not common. Yeah, yeah, but it was for you growing oh, up. Oh yeah, well you didn't have to change. You know, you just keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your favorite sport growing up? Oh, football, bar none. Football, bar none. I wish I could continue to play. You know, why? Why football? Uh you know, I you know, just you know, I, I want to say it's cliche, but uh, you know the. I tell people this. I love contact. Love contact. And if I could play one more time, it wouldn't be hit nobody. It'd be somebody at my size. I pitch that. We go to UVA games. I pitch a catching a kickoff and running right down the middle, which actually happened to me my freshman year or my sophomore year, whatever, first kickoff come to me. I done told myself, I'm going to hit this thing wide open as hard as I ever got hit in my life. But mm. I would love to get hit one more time just to get up and say, you know, that – not good enough, brother. You know, that's not good enough. So, I, you know, the physicality of football, and of course, you know, I consider that I made my living in football and, you know, fell in love with it. And offensive football amazes me. So, Had so some, you're more of an offensive guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, even I said this, I played baseball in, in, in college. I mean, played baseball in college, but something happened. And I went to a little Division two college called Concord. College, it's Concord University now in southern West Virginia. Well, there's a team, uh, Glenville State. It was a team 
about an hour and a half in the mountains. They were terrible. Longest losing streak in the history of college football. Mm. They had a coach coming in, and they said that uh, he put an offense in that was illegal. Well, that that it caught my interest. I was like, man, what is he doing down there? Well, he goes five and five, and then the next two years he wins the national championship. They lost six in a row. They lost six in a year. Years in a row, it was Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rod, oh yeah, yeah, oh, the wow. father of the spread. Yeah, you know, went to Glenville State, then went to Tulane, Clemson, yeah, WVU, Michigan, and then Arizona, and now he's at Mississippi somewhere. I thought, want to say it was at Ole Miss or something, but uh, anyway, I just went and studied under him. You know, I started. Did you really? Yeah, I went and just start watching him. I was like, dude, they putting these spreading these people out, and that was the illegal part. Uh, was, was, yeah, I was like, you can't do that. You know, he'd go five wide, but run all the running plays. The guard trap and everything with his quarterback and nobody could stop it. Yeah. You know, his fullback was he put his best athlete at quarterback, put the fullback at running back, full wide, just run ISO and power down. I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one day. I'm gonna do that one day. And uh in nineteen ninety nine, we mentioned this, uh nineteen ninety nine I was a what, a twenty four year old offensive coordinator, whatever, twenty six year old offensive coordinator, and I asked Coach Chilcoat, I was like you know, uh, well, I didn't ask him, Lenny, the defensive coordinator was like, you know, we got the best running back in the nation, you know, why, you know, and we got him at quarterback. You know, Stu's got a couple plays in shotgun. Let's put him back there. So it was Mike Robb, and we put Mike Robb at ran one play. He ran one play out of shotgun and rushed for out 1,200 yards on one play. Uh, his junior year, it was crazy, man. That you know, nobody had never seen anything. No. Like so. All right. So you, you say Mike Robb. I think anybody who follows football knows who Mike Robb is. If you're not a football fan and you're listening to this, Michael Robinson, uh, who went to Verida, obviously, and then he went to Penn State as a quarterback, stayed at quarterback, and then he played for the Seahawks and won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. How early into his time playing football did you know he was special? Oh, the first day of pads. I take credit for that. God bless Coach Shilcoat, rest in peace, but I take credit for that because they, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, JV, they're going to be on JV. You know, and I'd go in, I'd go in, and we ain't even put pads on. I'm like, yo, I'm not so sure he's not the best player we got. You know, and at the time, I'm young. I mean, I, I'm not even 24 years old. And they like, whatever. You know, I was a quarterback coach in, and they like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, I think not, you know, he's the best player we got. So you go through three days of helmet, two days of shoulder pads, and then you put your full equipment on. You know, and so they had sat there and listened to me and ignored me all and just saying, man, he's the best player we got. So they put him at free safety, second string free safety man, and we ran two dig routes. We ran a high-low, a little shallow uh, underneath drag with a 15-yard dig behind the linebacker. Reading the middle linebacker, if he drops deep, too shallow. If he comes up on the yeah. shallow, just a two-man reading. Well, we threw that dig to our tight end twice, and we lost both tight ends for the season. He knocked both of them completely out. Completely out. So after he didn't knock two out, we on our third string tight end, and we hadn't even got to the sixth day of practice. They were like, "Man, we got to start this guy." What grade was he in? He was a ninth grader. He was a ninth grader. So he, <laughs> he was your uh, best player. Oh, uh, won't grade. even close. Won't even close. And, and, and Veronica's had plenty of good players yeah, even back then. Yeah, he was won't even close. And we he he was a running back his first year, so he had some big games carrying the ball. But the guy, the best football player, best football player. I argued. You know, I know. I mean, we've had some quarterbacks come out of here, and you take Russell. You take Mike senior year, and Aaron Alexander at Henrico that went to Michigan State. He had the Patrick Dobb kid and mm -hmm. Benedictine went yep. to Florida. He had Anthony Martinez yep. went to UVA. as Mike, you know. But, you know, I tell people this, you know, Mike's last game when people argue, I still remember the stat line. 
He had he was nine for eleven for like 115 yards passing, two touchdowns. He had 26 carries for 280 yards and two touchdowns. He had 18 tackles, six solos, and two interceptions. My gosh! Yeah, and I tell people that. In what North, season was I, that? This was 1998, <laughs> 1999. His I, last game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was James River. It was a James River game oh, where, right. it, where it was a regional champ. No, it won his last game as a regional champion. But I tell people that you know we'll talk when we uh, Russell love Russell. He worked camp for us but when they turn then when they turn around and play middle line when you when your quarterback turns around and plays middle linebacker in the middle one of the two inside linebackers they run it and he does what he does then you know we can talk you know but so rich rodriguez when you say you went to learn from him were you still in college at the time yeah it just it took my interest i would go down i won't play in football concord won't at home i went down there twice to watch him in a play watch him in a game and then then i was 21 years old and i i was 21 years old come down 60 stopped here in richmond didn't know where i was a place called verona high school that's how you ended up in Verona. Yeah, that's a twenty-one <laughs> years old. I come here, and you know Bland. I don't know if you know Bland. Know Wolf. Bland the Wolf is the uh, high school recruiting coordinator at UVA now. Okay, but I call him, and he's like, "I'm like, man, I don't know where I'm at." He's like, "Where are you at?" I'm. I was on Hall Street. I'm like, I'm at a Seven Eleven. Well, back then it was Yellow Pages, a white page. <laughs> right. He's like, dude, there's eighty-five Seven Elevens right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're like, I'm from Hurt. Yeah, we yeah like, Amen. <laughs> well, so was Bland. You know, but. Um, Oh, Bland is from Hurt, too? Yeah, Bland. Me, I, we were born and raised together. Wow. So, you know, Bland, Bland uh, got a full ride. A lot of people don't know this. He got a full ride. He was working for Sonny Smith at BCU ever since he was probably nine years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. it's crazy. He'd come up here and work camps, and he's still doing what he's doing when he's nine years old, just running oh, programs. But anyway, that? anyway, they, you know, I come up here and uh, knocked on the door of Verona Football Field House and that's where it all started. Well, the reason I went back to Rich Rodriguez is you learned from him that the quarterback was your best athlete. Best athlete. And here comes Mike Robb. And he, Mike Robb played quarterback at Verona and Penn State because of your connection to Rich Rodriguez, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually that's the, you know, well, we had Cordell Rome before that. So, you know, we already had running plays in, but. You know, after that, wherever Rich Wild was, I just went to camps, went to clinics, went to clinics to listen to him speak, to learn the offense, and uh, we got to put the play in. And by 2002, we had broke the whole offense out. So, mm. uh, you know, and uh, it's it's weird. It's weird thinking about how good that offense was, and I'm just talking about Verona. But uh, 1999 was our second highest scoring ever in Verona history with 2019 being the highest. Mm. So it withstood the test of time. Yeah. And when I was all said and done, there's 350 public schools in the state of Virginia. And, you know, I just went on and averaged up all the total amount of points we scored that year. But yeah. for, what, 22 years, we averaged 15th-ranked offense in the state of Virginia, which – you know, I'm sitting there going, that offense is where it's at. It's what I believe in. It's anyway. top 3%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, now Rich Rod played a huge uh, – everything that I believe in, he was huge. Because, again, I followed him everywhere. If he was at a clinic, I made a point to go listen to him. Isn't that crazy? In South southern West Virginia, mm-hmm. that, that's how you two uh, ran into each other. Yeah, first time I met him. And it's weird. That's what we talk about. If we were to see each other – you know, of course, I don't even know if you'd know me right now, but if we see each other, you know, you talk about, we say Glenville State, Concord, we sit there and talk forever. 
Yeah, and it's weird. That's where he broke it out at. That is and, really and, strange. And, and if you've been to Glenville State, West, if you've been to Glenville, West Virginia, you know, that is cold country, you know, so – that's where he broke it out. That's where he had the first opportunity to say, "This is this is what I got. This is what I and you know, and look where it took him." Well, yeah. no wonder they thought it was illegal. They, they never seen anything like no, that. No, no, I, I still, I still, I'll be honest with you. The first time I broke it, broke it out was against Patrick Henry. I still remember. <laughs> I still remember Patrick Henry. They ran at fifty three. They ran at fifty three. We come out full wide, and know you know how it. do you guard the slots? You got to take your Three linebackers, you got to put them two big guys on a slot. Well, one, they couldn't guard us. Now you only got one linebacker in the middle. It's just, yeah, you know, it easy. totally changed. The spread totally changed. You know, you never hear of the 46 Bear anymore, 52 Monster, right. 5 3 Double Eagle. You don't hear them defenses anymore because you. The spread to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that Ray Long? Yeah. Patrick, yeah how, Ray. Did, how did he adjust? Did he adjust in game or? Well, he sent, uh, this is, no, he sent. Five guys bigger than what we had. <laughs> so, you, know, you know, they had the athletes to do it. So, yes, they did. Uh, anyway, what position did you play uh, growing up or in high school in particular? Quarterback. I was. Quarterback. You were the quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Come on, Stu. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of offense did y'all run when you were in high school? Man, we were power. We were power, power. But we have a uh, we had a receiver, a dynamic receiver, who actually. We put in the Hall of Fame, uh, I don't know, about three years ago, VHSL released the top 25 receivers of all time, and Vincent was ranked like 24. So. What's, what's his last name? Vincent Myers. Okay. Crazy stats. He is sick. Still to this day, after everything we had of Rana, he's the fastest human ever. Were you dual threat? Who? You. No. Quarterback. No. I How just, many times a game did y'all throw? I threw the ball from me to flip, and Vincent would take it to the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. take it to the house. So, and uh, your numbers look great. Yeah, quarterback. I was a receiver before that and DB. So, where did uh, Vincent go to college? Vincent went to uh, Vincent went to Anderson at the time. It was Anderson JUCO, which was a branch of Clemson. He was okay. set to go to Clemson, and nothing, everything didn't work out. Ended up in the Air Force. So, the guy, fastest guy you ever saw. The guy I could play. The guy could play. It's he wild. Could, he could, he, and when they read his stats at the uh, at the Hall of Fame, his stats were he was the offensive, he was the football player of the year, senior defensive state player of the year, excuse me, football state player of the year, basketball state player of the year, and then he played the VHSL All-Star game. I don't know if y'all remember the games 20 years ago. I mean, it was the thing to do. Yeah. If you got invited to that <clears throat> yep. uh, in in the beach area, yep. the top of the top. But he, he was uh, he was like the all – he was the MVP of both basketball and football there. It wow. was crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Crazy athlete. So he's the best guy you've ever been on the field with. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, athletic-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, and Mike we Robb? Were, yeah, Mike Robb. But even, you know, I think about as small as we were. You know, uh, Buck went to Liberty. Vincent, of course, could have went where he went. And our running back went to Utah State, played with the Oakland Raiders for a little bit. Out of Pennsylvania tackle, County. Yeah, tackle went to Marshall. And uh, Big William went to Marshall. And, huh. You know, so it, 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 we had some – we had some players and from that little area. How did Utah State find out about a kid from Hurt? We, he went to Butler, JUCO, Kansas. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, he was from Alabama. So. You said he ended up in the Raiders for a while. Yeah, played a little bit for the Raiders. Wow. Yeah. That's so, cool. so did you have a good arm, but y'all didn't use it? 
or you no, I threw matter. I threw the ball. It's just you know we we ran the ball and we had Vincent. I mean Vincent put up all them yards and you know we'd only throw it to him three or four times a game. It's just when he caught it, he took it to a house. That's so, wild. You know, and before well, I said I was a quarterback, I was a quarterback my senior year, but quarterback growing all the way up, I was a receiver until then. We had a pretty dynamic quarterback Dale Pennell before that. So you know, we took pride we took pride in what we did. We were, you know we smallest we were double a we were the smallest double a of the second smallest double a school in the state and we had to play some big time football and we were successful there so uh so it sounds like it was fun oh football man it was school. fun it was fun loved it did you Went play straight. defense at all played db played what we call uh you know played for mickey crouch uh, mickey crouch in the state of virginia as well now what he's known for is uh rebuild teams i don't even know if coach crouch had a winning record total mm. But he's won a state championship in Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Wow. And he'd go take over a, a program that's not doing that good and build them up and go to the next one. So, Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It. Hardcore. He mm. was he was hardcore, man. All right. I, I asked high school coaches. I, I've talked to a few of them the last couple of years. And I asked this question, and sometimes I get like this, oh, wow, I'm glad you answered it that way. And sometimes they don't want to answer the question. So we'll see how this goes. What's your coaching style? Love them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, love them. You know, uh, gosh, I just think you, if you love them and you care for them and you get to know them, they're going to give you everything they got. You know, now don't get me wrong. I, I, I like to thank uh, – it's it's so weird you ask that question because now that I get to sit back, you know, I'm from the no excuses, don't transfer blame, don't point the finger. But I also look at things like it's going on. We just watched Nick Saban – Retire. Yeah. You never see his guys come out and they don't have how many, they don't have 30 helmets. You know, we just watched Bill Belichick retire, you know, and I think about the Yankee pinstripes. They only, they only wear the pinstripes. You got to be shaved. And that's something that, uh, and I love, I love what's going on now, but I always, we all were always going to look the same. You know, I always wanted, we're going to wear blue socks with white tips. We were going to wear black shoes. You know, I always wanted to limit the distractions. Uh, I, I was a firm believer, and this is what we were raised by. This is what we were raised on. Man, if you want to be noticed on the field, knock somebody's head off. You right. know, The only thing that's going to separate you on the field, whether it's baseball, basketball, or, is your performance and the, number on your, and the number on your back. We never put our names on our back because, mm. you know, you know, I can hear Coach Crouch saying now, son, if you want to stand out, throw four touchdowns tonight. He kind of had a point right now. Well, that's something that I – that's something I bought into and I always believed in. And then I, I love, and then I think about things like, uh, I think about things like, I love Primetime, love Dion. He was one of my favorite. But I look at Colorado and some of the things going downhill, and I always wonder if I should have loosened up some and let people show their own personality. But, you know, I look at, you know, him allowing MCs and rappers and, uh, uh, I always wonder, does that take – I know I coach people couldn't handle all that. I know yeah. I coach many people that could handle it and be good under. But I just think, you know, is it a distraction? You know, was I right going old school? And uh, that's what I believed in. You know, we all going to look the same. If you want to separate yourself, let your performance do it. They going to know who you are. So, yeah. T- you know, team over everything else. Team over everything else. And every decision I ever made was based on the team and not the individual big on that but i'm also big on loving them man get to know them and yeah you know see where they coming from uh, and, and, and and they respond to that and they respond to it and and you know that people say that you got to have a certain and i was big on this too you got to have you got to have a certain rules and you stand by it i disagree with that you know i think each 
individual circumstance, each kid, if I went through what the kids that I coach and what they overcome, and y'all, we've talked about that. Uh, uh, y'all mentioned that in the stories before we come on air, but if we only knew some of these kids' stories, what they overcome, yeah, I should be that less lenient on it. And I learned that from Jimmy Johnson. Mm. I learned that from Jimmy Johnson. I heard Jimmy Johnson speak at a clinic one time, and he he let everybody know. He said, he said, he said, now chewing a rookie out, and uh, Michael Irvin walked in late, and the guy had a nerve. The, the rookie was like, well, Michael, he just walked in late. And Jimmy Johnson, that's effing Michael Irvin. You're done. You know, I was like, that makes sense to me. You know, that makes sense to me. Some of, you got to treat some of them different sometimes, yeah. you know. One, they earn it. And two, you don't know what's going on with them, man. So uh, I just think you love them. You're going to get the best effort from them. You, you set the ex- expectations on each individual situation. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Knowing where they come from. You yeah. know, knowing what they've been through. All right, so you went into the first bucket. You gave a really good answer. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Tough yeah. love. Maybe. Yeah, tough love, tough love. But, you know, I also think I was a player's coach. You know, they they, they know that. They know that, uh, I you know, I, I love turning them loose, too. You know, this is what they've worked for. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they've worked harder than anybody else out here, and we're going to turn them loose, you know. So uh, I love watching them do that thing, being turned loose, being in their environment. You know, uh, and, it, you know, if you're not stopping it, okay, do something about it. You know, one of those deals. So one of those deals. How were you at – because I feel like I don't know because I wasn't there. But how were you at, like, pregame speeches? I mean, were you a fire and brimstone, let's go kind of guy? Or yeah, what? man. You know, it's weird how it comes about because uh, – well, y'all know that, that that stigma, the short man mentality, that's real. I'm five foot six, you know. I mean, you had to have some kind of – I had to stand on something that – you know, growing up, you know, everybody says, you know, uh, yeah, I don't like height jokes. <laughs> I don't like, you know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, don't talk about my height, don't talk about my size. So that would come out in front of me. But it, it was, I was, I was fiery. You know, it was one of those things. It took me a while to come down after the game because, you know, I was, I was perfectly fine. I was perfectly fine with physically beating you or watching you physically be beat. You know, and that's and I said this, y'all, and I, you you mentioned hurt. I think that's the one thing we talk about this. My upbringing, I think every sport we play was compared to football. I mentioned this. Baseball, mm-hmm. you're going to get your spikes in your knee. Right. When you get tagged, you get slapped in the face. <laughs> you step out of line in the box, you're going to get beamed. Basketball, when we set a pick, we were going to hit you. Yeah. When we box you out, we we're going to hit you. When we fouled you, we were going to hit you. Well, you were so, going to hurt it. Yeah, yeah. But I th- that's the way all our sports were growing up, and that was the expectation of us, just to play as hard and as physical as you possibly could. And, uh, you know, I think it definitely carried over to the, the coaching realm. So uh, when you're five foot six, you do have advantages uh, of your height. You can get lower than uh, the tackler. Oh, yeah. I can sleep in the back of a Volkswagen, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But there, there was obviously there's some disadvantages. But one of the advantages is you have to be tougher than the average guy. Mm-hmm. Or you're just going to get eaten alive. You can't be soft and be five foot six. No, no. There's nothing if you're going to play athletics, you know. I think my height and – I think that my height and my size, it drove me in everything. You know, it, it was it drove me in everything. I like people talking about it. It's one of those things, you know, they say bullet bulletin board material. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love going out just proving physically wrong. beating somebody yeah. bigger or better or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, so Yeah, the the uh the worst hit I ever took in a high school football game. 
five foot six running back. I was six three at the time, and he got lower than me. Put his helmet on my chin. I didn't know where I was for about two hours. Yeah, and I'm like a five foot six dude. Just did that to me. What yeah. in the world? Yeah, yeah. All right, did you, you played basketball too. Played basketball. Played basketball. You played through high school. Uh, I quit. I quit because for some reason I, I thought I was going to play big time college football at my dad. Because, uh, you know, everybody gets them letters. So sure. I got a couple good letters, and Dad brought me back down to earth, and he was like, dude, you're five foot six. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> anyway, I concentrated on baseball. I hate to quit football because where I'm from, basketball is basketball is God. I mean, basketball is it's huge. I mean, basket, when you talk, a movie should be made about you talking about a town shutting down and reopening after a basketball game, really? standing room only. Yeah, some it, we had we it was some crazy it was some crazy stats out there, you know. Like, I think they had like thirty years in a row of twenty plus wins, mm. you know. So, uh, and this wasn't back when they were playing thirty five games. They were no, like twenty four no, games. No, there, and know. if you opened up, if you you know that little high school I went to out to Vista, if you open it up and look at the top scores in the history of the state of Virginia, that's like I don't know. 27 people that's in the 2000 point club mm. alabasta has three of the wow. <laughs> three of them so yeah. you know it's just you, you know who they are or you obviously you do who are they uh tracy poindexter mm. kenny hunt and then hunter hogan wow yeah you yeah. would know them if you were from the area i'm guessing yeah like if they, if they were in richmond doing that he would definitely know yeah them. you said hunter hogan hunter hogan they went to vcu Hunter Hogan went to BCU. Yeah. I so know the story behind a... Hunter Hogan, he was from Ala Vista. So how I got to how I got to Verona is my high school basketball coach, Stu Richardson, got the job at Verona. And they said you could bring one person with you and he brought he brought me up here. So I'd come up here. So Hunter then followed Coach Richardson his senior yeah. year to play here at Verona. Yeah, so. his uh his sister married Phil Janney. Yes. Who, yeah, and Phil and I are buddies, and his kid plays anyway. Yeah, we could go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, Hunter know. was a player, dude. Uh, Hunter was a player. Yeah, yeah. He, when and when he was in double A ball, now he eventually moved to Verona triple A ball. But I mean, you look at the BHSL stats. Like his junior year, he had some crazy mm. six fifty point games or some crazy He's nuts for high school. It's yeah. especially nuts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, the games weren't that long. No. It's not like an NBA game where they're playing almost an hour. No. Uh, so I, we haven't talked about this, but I imagine you were pretty quick and, and fast too. A whole lot more quick than fast. Okay. So but, straight line yeah. speed, you were okay. Yeah. Not better than average, but yeah. quickness. Yeah, I was a whole lot more quicker than Like I was in a telephone booth, you could make yeah, all kinds make, of things happen. Yeah. First yeah. couple steps. Okay. I always felt like I was quick. So. All right. But playing baseball in college, uh, can I guess what position you played? Without trying to offend you? Yeah. I mean, I'm basing this partially on your height. I mean, catcher or second base would be the two obvious. Yeah, second base. Second second base. Yeah. Yeah, second base, shortstop. All right, so you had the arm for short. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I had the arm for short. So, anyway. Did you enjoy playing baseball? Man, I wish I'd enjoyed it more. You know, I think growing up we looked at baseball as it's spring. School year is about to be over. (laughs) So I wish I would put more energy in it than I did. Looking back, it's a regret I have. It's a regret I have because, you know, we had some good teams in college. So, Well, so Mike Robin, you had mentioned that you, you're thinking about maybe uh, a podcast or something like that, talking about parents of your, your best football players. Uh, and I, I assume they're all from Verona, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, parents uh, are an important part 
But there's so many other things that have to come together to get to a place where you're going to play Major League Baseball or be in a Super Bowl-winning Seattle Seahawks team. Like, everything has to be perfect to include, like, I'm fully committed to this thing. I'm not – I don't have summer fever. I don't – it's spring. It's getting warm. I have other things I want to do. You've got to be fully committed to that. And so you got to witness Mike Robb from an early age go through a lot of that process. Did he just have everything locked in? It was just a matter of Oh, time. yes, man. You know, I remember him in eighth grade just, you know, we would stop what we were doing. Of course, the, his, his running mate and his running mate at John Rolfe, they beat people bad, was Jonathan Hargett. So you had Michael at quarterback, Jonathan Hargett at running back, mm. and they beat people to death. So we, you know, Jonathan ended up going to Highland Springs for basketball. Yeah. But we thought we were going to have both of them. And, uh, but no, from a young age, he had set in his mind what he was going to do, and he was going he was going to work to get there. You know, that's the thing. He is so humble. He outworks everybody. It's a reason why he was there. You know, nobody worked harder than that guy. Nobody put in more time than that guy. So, uh, you know, and the thing that the thing that I like about Mike, and he, you know, y'all, he's on the NFL Network. You respect him so much, and the reason why he chose Penn State, but he wants that guy who they come in and we're gonna offer you a full ride, and we we gonna offer you a full ride, but we got this degree we want you to get. We are gonna put you in. No, he went in and said, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get a marketing broadcast, uh, media degree, whatever. Yeah. He went in and told them, No, I'm gonna take advantage of this yeah, education I'm getting, which you don't see that often. No, yeah, I mean, you know, how many times do you see people come home that, you know. Maybe the best natural athlete you've ever seen. Yeah, and, yeah. and with a college education, but yet career-wise, they should be doing more with it. Yeah, Maybe that's my opinion, but, you know, I, I also blame out on the colleges saying this is an easy degree. No, and that's something we preach. We preach you get to – you go do what you want to do with that degree, you know, yeah. and uh, um, hopefully it carried over. But, no, Mike, Mike was amazing. Uh, he was amazing. The opportunities that he granted us, I mean – you know, because you had the Seahawks come to town. Yeah, I had the Seahawks come to town towards camps. You know, uh, dude, just sitting down with Joe Paterno. Yeah. You know, the first time we got to meet Joe, and Mike granted us that, but the first time we meet Joe was just, you know, I mean, it was the media was everywhere in this room. And uh, Coach Paterno walked in and says, I'm not talking to any of y'all, I'm talking to the important people, the coaches. So he comes right over us and he sets us down and he, he sets me down and he's like, This play you doing, this play you doing and it was a quarter it was called the quarterback counter. It was the Redskins counter tray, but we ran it with a quarterback. He goes, This is what I did. I did this in nineteen fifty two. Y'all, he pulled out his handkerchief, took a sharpie and drew that play up on his handkerchief. And to this day I he offered me the handkerchief. I said, no, sir. I, why in the world did he turn down? <laughs> why in the world? He drew that play up that he ran in 1952, Joe Paterno. And he would have put a JP on it for you? Oh, man, that guy was amazing, you know. He was amazing. He, I love him. I miss him. Yeah. And, he, and man, he, you know, he did things. Um, I, I'm switching storylines now, but he calls me one day and goes, uh, Coach Brown is Coach Paterno. And I'm like, oh. He's like, he's like, Coach, you got the best freshman of anybody I've, I've had come to my camp all year. Mm. And I was like, he says, you got the best DB freshman. Is anybody? And I was like, who is that? And he goes, Tim Harris. And I'm thinking in my mind, who the hell is Tim Harris? <laughs> so we're in the weight room that day, and I asked the coaches, I'm like, yo, who's Tim Harris? He's like, that's that kid on JV, Coach, that we kept telling you about. So I went down there and looked at Tim, and, you know, Tim's – Long, almost six three long sophomore. Yeah. 
So I look at him. I'm like, dude, just start next year. <laughs> so you know, he's you know he's still in the he just now uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know who the kid was. Took Joe Paterno. Tell me, that is a great story. Yeah, he's like took Joe Pa to say, look, dude, Tim Harris. <laughs> Joe, so, Joe Pa from uh, Happy Valley. Yeah, yeah, and it won't. You know, Tim ended up Mike. I forgot Mike. Mike, I think had a lot. A division one offers over 60 tim was second for me you know yeah. the ones i coached he was well over 50 you know so uh you know tim granted me to the opportunity to meet like coach Saban and stuff so. yeah but anyway man, how cool is it though a kid from hurt gets a call and it's joe paterno going Hey, Coach Brown, it's Coach Paterno. <laughs> what? Yeah. This happened. Yeah, and then to let me know that, you you know, you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got a 6'3 DB down there that's long that can flat out fly. <laughs> well, who is it? <laughs> I even thought he was lying. I didn't know who Tim Hurst was. <laughs> I tell Tim Joe's that story, getting, too. getting old. Yeah, yeah. What's this guy talking about? And then, when I went, then when they pointed to me out, pointed him to me out in the weight room, I'm like, oh, my God, this kid's long. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, that's classic. That's a great story. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good story. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Verina, you were quarterbacks coach when you got there, became the OC. How quickly did you take the uh, head coaching gig? How long did it take? Uh, quarterback coach three years, and it turned into OC. And then what happened? Henrico County opened up a new school. Mm in 2002 so uh at the time lenny pritchard was the d coordinator brian i was the offensive coordinator well they uh got lenny to go open up this new school in the west end and uh lenny said well, won't you go with me and i went out there and i was like man what are we doing out here dude <laughs> i mean what are we i mean i did not see an athlete in the site it was yeah. deep run so we went to deep run from 2002 to 2007 uh in in uh in five years in the fifth year we won the regional championship mm. we were 12 and one um you probably had good athletes out there you just had to pull it out of them but yeah well it was different than what we had at verona yeah. yeah uh but again i think the offense we went out there we did well with the offense we started with only ninth and tenth graders and got to have that team for three years and then uh you know people always ask me about uh deep run and people say we well, you know you just said that we we were actually loaded and didn't realize it anton axum yeah. who uh, anton axum at virginia tech yeah uh, he would you know I, I look at the quarterbacks i had michael bowman who went to vmi was a quarterback uh he pitched for he pitched for the milwaukee brewers then we had deck mcguire went to georgia tech to pitch yeah. deck just retired this past spring mm. and he just now has took the pitching coach job at georgia tech so we were loaded. Had this, uh, Matt and his brother, the Snyder brothers, who both went to UVA. And, mm. you know, we, we were loaded. So everybody looks at, y'all did that at Deep Run? Well, hold on. You know, I mean, we were we were flat. Had Daniel Neal, went to Virginia Tech at right tackle. A-strap, went to Davison at middle linebacker. I mean, and the rest, the whole rest of the team, I think, went to Hampton-Sydney. So you were so, the OC. You were the OC there. Yeah, which is truly where we broke out this offense. Yeah. This is truly where we, you know, um, this is everything we got here. It is so. That's cool. Uh, Did you ever go back to Verona? Yeah. So what happened in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight? Uh, Coach Chilcoat retired, and uh, they brought me back to Verona. So. Uh, Did you want to be the head coach? Uh, I didn't know I was going to be a head coach. They kind of told me I was going to do it. So, mm. 
You know, uh, that's funny. Earl Kenny told me the same thing. Yeah. About Godden. Yeah. I, I didn't know I was going to. I pretty much was told that this is, you know, this is what we want you to do. And, uh, uh, yeah, they pulled me out. They pulled me into the office one day. And the superintendent was actually there. Was oh, like, wow. Yeah, we want you to be the head next head coach at Verona. And I was, don't get me wrong. If I, if I could, being from Hurt, blue collar, being from where I'm from, blue collar, Verona fit me well. Yeah, Verona put me well, just like I think Ashlyn would, you know. So right. I love Verona. So going back home, it won't. I didn't have any problems with it, you know, because I I love Verona High School. So. How many years did you head coach at Verona? Twelve. Yeah, I was out twelve and gave it up in two thousand nineteen. All right, fondest memory in a game when you were the offensive coordinator, and same question when you were the head coach. Can you walk us through those two plays? That's a big. Question. Oh man, I I mean, you know, it, it great question. And I don't know if it's my ego. I just went through the VHSL record book just last uh, week. But, uh, yeah, offensive coordinator, I got a – God, offensive coordinator because I had Michael. But I would say offensive coordinator, I got to go back to deep run. You know, the, it's in the VHSL record books. Uh, we were down – 35 to 3 at halftime in the regional championship. Just like the Oilers and Bills. Yeah, we're down 35 to 3. And uh, uh, I don't know if Mama's going to hear this, but we take them in at halftime. And, you know, I'm negative. Lenny is not listening to me. And uh, take them in at halftime. And I'm sitting there going, well, 35 plus 35, if they score 35 the second half, they're going to beat us 70 to 6. <laughs> and Lenny, janitor's around the corner. And he goes, hey, man. Give me two cigarettes. And the guy gives him, well, we're sitting there smoking a cigarette at halftime. Won't even talk to the guys. Go flick the cigarette out. And he goes, oh, my God, come here. Well, my Torka's kids, one of them, the Chris Bird kid, going to UVA, I think. Well, the t- kids, they got a running back done rush for 200 yards and standing in line in the concession stand eating nachos. Just And we're like, oh, my gosh. So the halftime speech was, the halftime speech is Lenny called the four captains out and stood there and told them to watch him eat nachos. We took them back in there and Lenny gave us, you got to reach down in your rib cage and check your manhood, blah, blah, blah. We go out. They scored a, they uh, kicked a field goal the second half, 38 they end up scoring 38. We beat them 41 to 38 mm. in overtime. Mm. The largest comeback win in the history of the state of Virginia. Stu, I did not – it has to be the record, right? I did not expect nachos to be part of your answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's like out of a movie. Yeah. That is literally like out of a movie. Yeah. Getting your, your ass kicked and coming out and seeing the other team yeah, doing something it was like that. Taking you for granted. Yeah, while, while your team's in the locker room, you're out there burning a hot one. <laughs> Which is even – You're out there smoking. And it. not only that, this janitor, you know he's been there forever because when he handed it to me, it was a Marlboro Red. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, this thing's going to kill me. He, he didn't yeah. know if it was oh, no. cigarettes. No, it was a Marlboro Red. So we went out there. And then, you know, uh, my head coach, so I'm, I'm proud of it because, one, I'm proud of – it's a couple things. That little you, the airport, seven mile radius. I'm kind of, uh, granted, Highland Springs is our rival. I'm kind of biased about the talent around that seven mile radius of. Oh, it's unbelievable. Of, of Richmond Airport, it's unbelievable. And uh, y'all know, uh, as far as the longest winning streak in the history of uh, the Central Region was, you know, Highland Springs in 2019. It ran off 44 wins and four state championships and. We beat them at night, so uh, mm. that, that was that was special. Uh, it was special to uh, 
it was very special how we did it. So yeah, how, it, well, how did you do it? The physical. Oh my god, physical. Because <laughs> they were a physical Physi- team too. I oh, imagine. they were physical. They were physical. But you know, it's one of those. You know what's coming. You know what's coming here. Uh, mm. Love it. Love mm. it. It's how it was done. So it was done. I think uh, I think it was done the way when I got the job at Verona, and you know I mentioned the upbringing, but it was done the way Verona football is supposed to do it physical. And, you know I know it's cliche, but you Jason Kelsey just to watch him get emotional talking about taking one man and moving him against his will. Yeah, you know I get emotional thinking about that, but we did that for forty eight minutes, so uh, it was a special night. So just I contro- appreciate controlled that. them, controlled, controlled them, and. Uh, you know, wanted them to remember it. So that was your last season too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Last Man, season. that is cool. Last that's season. that's a, that's a way to uh, have your last season. Yep, beat so, that team. Yep. Then we had to turn around and beat Manchester for the regional championship. So, which was you know that was interesting too because the Division Five champ, state champions were Highland Springs. We had to beat them in the semifinals, mm. and then the Division Six state champions were Manchester, who had won Division Six state championship but moved down. The next year in Division Five, so we had to turn around and beat them. Y'all beat the, basically the two powerhouses. Beat the two powerhouses. So you won the state championship your last year? No, we oh. no Mari. Mari, okay. Yeah. Damn Mari. I did. Wish I had to do that all. Sorry. <laughs> so we very quickly went to his worst memory. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, I'm over. No, that was state semifinals, state championships. I'm over three in them. So. Well, I can say one for four now. Yeah, yeah, right. Old. Uh, let's go back to. I, I don't know why I want to go back here. Well, actually, I do. Southern West Virginia, the the southern half of that state, it, it's all coal mining, is my impression. There's not a whole lot going on other than coal mining. Uh, and I, I went down there as an Army National Guard guy because they had a really bad flood in 2001, the summer of 2001. Just a storm just stayed over. Uh, what are the counties down there? It's Mercer County, Mercer, McDowell County. Those two counties just got—it was obliterated. Yeah. Like, I'd never seen uh, homes taken off their foundation. Homes that were next to a creek that turned into a raging river and took the house more than a mile down what used to be a creek was a river for 24 hours. Uh, and then you want to talk about hard scrabble living? I mean, I imagine Hurt was similar in this way. But that part of West Virginia, they knew the storm was coming. Um, it, it came, and all they could do was just start climbing out, out their back door up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I talked to was on that same place where homes were being taken down river. Uh, he forgot the most valuable thing he had in his house. And Kevin will love this story. He, he goes back in, risks his life to go back in to get this thing. And this is how hard scrabble that part of the world is. It was Michael Jordan rookie card. That's what he was going back to get. And I'm like, that's a that's a really nice card to have, but I don't know that I'm risking my life to go. Th- but if you're from that part of the world, you're definitely risking yeah. your life to get that yeah. card. No, I'm risking my life to get that yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Well, I, I don't think that guy had the same affinity for Michael Jordan that Kevin does, but I mean, it was because it was wor- probably the most valuable it's thing worse, in his yeah, house. I tell you, the southern West Virginia, though, having to go into college, out, you won't meet, when you talk about blue collar, mm. and I think about it often that uh, – when you see that horn go off and them men come out that coal mine and they hear ropes. Yeah. That's what people don't understand in this political world about, you know, whether we should have coal, whether we should not. That's what them people, as we talk about Mike Robinson's goal was being in the NFL, them Southern West Virginia people's goals are to be in them coals. That's yeah. what they born and raised. That's what they take pride in. And watch them come out them mines after a 10-hour shift. 
I mean, it, it's you talking about moving, and I always think about that word privilege. Yeah. You know, you throw that word privilege around, watch them come out that mines and yeah. make a living. It makes you appreciate. Uh, it makes you appreciate. Uh, what you have and what you do for a living and you don't have to do that for a living because I so much respect them. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so what are you doing these days? What do you got going on? Uh, I, you know, I have, man, uh, golf, but dude, I want to get good at golf. I can't get, I get good at golf. You know, I'm It's trying, a hard sport. Oh, uh, it's so hard. It's so hard, you know, so mental. But uh, no, just playing as much golf as I can and, Spending as much time with my family as I can, so uh, that's about it. Teaching virtually, I have not. I teach on the computer. I have not since the pandemic. I'm still teaching. You're the virtual guy. Yeah, I'm the virtual guy. I teach PE virtually. So How do you do that? Put Richard Simmons on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. <laughs> They're dancing to the oldies. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't oh, know Richard yeah. Simmons would come up yeah. either. Yeah, a little Richard good. Simmons. Not Nachos and Richard Simmons. <laughs> oh, no, God. the virtual world, I, I enjoy it. So, you know, okay. I haven't been back since the pandemic, which is something, you know, the hours that we were putting in at Verona, it's good to slow down a little bit. You strike me as a guy that likes being around people, though. Oh, I love people. Yeah. Yeah, I love people. Yeah, but golf, I golf. Yeah, what's your best round? Eighty-two. You got me beat. Yeah, eighty-two. Shot it. Shot actually shot it at the Dominion Club. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, Yeah. eighty-two there because I shot eighty-two at Glenwood too, which is not as impressive. (laughs) But (laughs) but uh, yeah, Dominion Club eighty-two. Yeah, that's that's doing it. I cannot get. I I have no short game. My short game is terrible. Every bit of golf, all the skills you need for golf, I don't have any of them. Yeah, (laughs) not a one. Yeah. You can find golf balls pretty good, though. Yeah, they're always to the right of the yeah, fairway because that's where my, my ball goes. Yeah, yeah, that's a skill. It's a skill. I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to – there was a period of time where I would just aim way left because I knew where the ball was going. Yeah, yeah. My it's, deal is, too, like, man, like, I want a pontoon boat. If I could, like, collect all the money that I've lost in golf, I'd have me a nice boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you want to go where with that? Smith Mountain Lake, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I love water. So yeah, you know, I love the James River now. You know, being down on Verona. Yeah, we right there. We stayed on the James. So, what's your favorite course to play? My favorite course around here or anywhere. The Lake Monticello. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So Lake Monticello was probably the one I played a lot for a short period of time. What's the nicest course you've ever played? Is it Lake Monticello or is there? The nicest course I've ever played. Would it be Manapanai Springs? I don't know. Manapanai Springs? In a, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. But the World Tour. I played the World Tour down in Myrtle. In Myrtle, yeah, yeah I did that too. Was, yeah, I love that course. Yeah. Did you go down to Myrtle a lot still? Yeah, we go every year. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. crew. Yeah, so. Uh, go down there and lose that too. If I let Kevin go, he would talk about golf for the next hour. Ke- Kevin can play. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. But back when we played, I played more. But yeah. once you have kids, it's just yeah. not the same. Well, yeah. speaking of kids, let's do this. We'll, we'll yeah. wrap it up with uh, tell us about your family, and then you can ask your question oh. that I haven't asked in a really long time. Oh, sweet. Right, so tell, tell us about your family. Yeah, I remarried Sarah. I told y'all Sarah. She is. Uh, she went to Tech. She was a catcher for Tech. So uh, she has three daughters. Hannah. Hannah's at Old Dominion right now. And uh she played softball from Norfolk State for transferring. And then Grace Grace is graduating Friday. She's graduating from high school early from New Ken, then Caroline. Okay. 
Carolina's a little softball player. And then I got my two. Luke is, is studying electrical engineering at Christopher Newport. Oh, nice. And Josie will be graduating from Atley High School, who on Sunday, she just made her choice, which killed me. Uh, if she listened, man, I just knew she was going to SEC. I knew I finally was going to go to South Carolina, watch an SEC game, Georgia. And she chose UNC Wilmington because of the beach. That's yeah, right there on the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't. You know. <laughs> it, it, it all works you out know. the way it Because I play. have enjoyed since retiring going to these college football games. Yeah. I have enjoyed watching them. So, uh, anyway, I couldn't imagine going to watch an SEC game. So, you had uh, all girls except for one boy in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have three kids, boys, uh, the oldest. And he when he went off to college, I was left with my wife and two daughters. And two uh, female dogs. I'm mm. like, can I get at least a, a dog? We can make a choice there. Let me have a male dog. I was surrounded by, yeah. by females for a good two years. Yes, me too. Yeah. You learned to say yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, because you got to remember, most of the time, if you add up all the humans plus the dogs, whatever that number adds up to, that's the number you are in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I love that equation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same person. So. Yeah, there, there are there are six mammals in the house. I'm number six. I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the same way. And I got boys in the house, so Angel is surrounded by boys, and the dog's a boy, but it, I'm still last. Yeah, you're six, so don't feel bad. Yeah. All right, ask your question. All right, Stu. So you uh, <clears throat> you're going to take over the Tonight Show tonight because they need somebody. It tonight. doesn't have to be tonight. Whatever. Tonight, night. tomorrow night. Any you're going to take over. You get a night. You need to. And this person or thing can be living, dead, made up, doesn't matter, it's up to you. This is all your show. You need a male guest, a female guest, a music group, and a comedian. This is all your show. It can be your grandfather for all you, or who cares who, Richard Simmons, it's all you. Want to and you see can, into you, your soul. And your show, you, you may be going after pure entertainment. It could be funny. It could be thought-provoking. It's whatever you want it to be. Well, you mentioned my male. For me, I mean, you know, I don't know. I argue. Uh, people argue is the greatest basketball player ever. For me, he's the greatest athlete ever, Michael Jordan. I agree. I, I totally agree. love Michael Jordan. I don't even want people talking. Let's don't talk about the physical abilities. So my top three, I'm putting my, I'm not even my, but I'm, I'm a Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Dale Earnhardt, and all three wow. of them, all three of them. Let's don't talk about the physical ability, but let's talk about how you, how they, you got to kill them to beat them. Yeah. That's what impressed. So Michael Jordan. Female is a uh, uh, no-brainer here too, same Serena. I'm a huge Serena fan. I'm surprised if they would make a Serena outfit, hat, polo shirt. Love Serena. Yeah, Williams. why don't they? I don't know. Yeah. I absolutely love her. I love her. Same thing. I love her yelling out, moaning, just keep bringing it when she's tired. And, you know, for me, just watching her uh, for so long and everybody giving her that best shot, but that best shot won't good enough. I love that. Uh, musical group, no brainer to me, uh, Metallica. Wow, Metallica, right. Metallica, love Metallica, love live show. Inner Sandman at Virginia Tech, you've been there for that. Inner Sandman, Virginia Tech. Oh, it's the best opening to a football yeah, game. Yeah, it's not even close. Not, not even close. close. So, we're talking about West Virginia though, when they sing Country Roads, I that's also really that's good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see the NFL game? I don't know if it was this past season or the season before, but they had Germans singing that uh, song. Really? In the NFL game. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. 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 
uh, trying to reach other people. My other, now, I'm a huge Steeler fan, Renegade in the fourth quarter at Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different animal, yeah, too, good. though. Yeah. 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 It, it don't matter how cold you are. Yeah. I've been yeah there renegade will make you want to take your shirt off, you know. <laughs> make you want me being five six one makes me want to have a three hundred pound belly. <laughs> when it's seven degrees outside. Uh, Steeler fans are special. I will say this about Steeler fans, and I've been I'm a Charger fan, unfortunately. I don't um, even know why you bring that up. Might more. Yeah, might be real I, good here. So. I love I, well, we'll see, right? Yeah. Depending on who we get. Um you're in the running for that, right? The head coach? Yeah, um right. <laughs> we need somebody. But Steeler fans, I've been up to Pittsburgh for three three times for games. They are the nicest most passionate fans. I've never had a problem. I've had a problem at FedEx Field. I've had a problem at several other places that I've gone. And I'm a Charger. Let's throw out Philly. Who Philly's hates the Char- always a problem. Who hates the Chargers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pittsburgh fans, all they care about is their team. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Good. Hey, good for you. Good luck today. That's and another crew. Yeah. Steelers, man. Steelers, Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. They're singing this song the whole time. Yeah. It, it was great. That's another crew talking about Southern West Virginia. But watch them guys come out to meals in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Knowing what they did just to get a ticket. And, I mean, you know, sir, me and my wife went two years ago to watch them in Buffalo. It was 18 degrees. Oh, yeah. Watch these guys just come in there in blue jeans, boots, no sleeves on. It didn't phase them. Didn't phase. And I'm going to tell you something else I love about Pittsburgh. You know, I don't know how they got them in there. They don't break out airplane bottles. You know, they pulling out handles. You know, they pulling out handles yeah. to get warm. That's how they get warm up there. It ain't about long underwear I mean, and, and cold gear. You know, they're going to pull warm out. warm inside. Yeah, it's bourbon. They, they learned know? that uh, decades ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, different. I love him, people. So, what was the fourth one? Comedian. Com- comedy. Doesn't have to be stand up. Who's your be favorite actor. comedian? Who's my favorite comedian? I'd have to say, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. I'd say Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie that's Murphy. A good one. Go back old it, school. His first two stand up specials were yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Anybody today? And not, this is not part of the question. But oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, could we? Do you consider him today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not on that Matt Rife train or none of those folks. Uh, I mean, the Dave I, Chappelle. Though. Dave Chappelle is Chappelle genius. Of, because he started when he was like 17 or 18 years old. And so he seems a lot older than he actually is. He's actually not that old. He's not. He's a genius, though. <laughs> he is. He can cross the line, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And make it okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Very few percentage of people in the, in the world can do that. Yeah, I mean, and he's only offending like one-tenth of one percent. Yeah. They just happen to be loud. Yeah. The rest of the world thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he, he is. Oh, you got his, his show, he said if he had kept doing his show, Key and Peele would have never been a thing. Yeah. And I think he's probably right. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's a gap there. Keenan Field jumped right in. And Keenan Field had some good skits. Oh, they had some great skits. <laughs> the substitute teacher, which I would, I would imagine you you, you enjoyed oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, When they doing the roll call. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. People named Aaron or, or, or hate that yeah. skit to this day. Block A. Yeah, block A. All right, um, Stu. Let's, uh, Kevin and I, are, along with Kenny Wingler, are thinking about doing a sports podcast focused on – It'll be a lot of Richmond, but we'll expand into other parts of Virginia. Do you think we have any chance of uh, getting listeners to check us out? I think it's a genius. I think high school sports, as y'all know, y'all a big part of it. Y'all played in this area, but I think high school sports, it's a big audience out there. Uh, I think you would get a big turnout of some, you know, what it's going to do is not only promote the sport, but it's going to promote the student athletes. And, you know, I think you're a genius for doing it. 
Okay. It's one way. It's one way where uh, it could be a recruiting tool for some colleges too, because they got some. The, it minimizes the recruiting that they can do, you know, because right. they can't. You got dead periods, and it's another way to promote the student athletes. And I think you're a genius doing it. Right. Cool. I think it'd be huge. Wow. I love it. I don't remember whose idea it was specifically, but I, I'm gonna say it was probably me. No, come on. <laughs> no, think, all the ideas are I good. I think it's a great idea, and I think our area deserves it. And yeah, that we've been it. looking for because we were talking. About, we were talking about before we recording. Sports are probably as popular, if not more popular, than it's ever been. And, and I'm not just talking about football, basketball, baseball. Now, now kids can play one of 15 sports, and they can do it year round. But if you go back to the big three that we grew up on, it's as big as it's ever been, and the coverage is worse than it's ever been. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's don't talk about the coverage. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to even open. You can do. Can you even open up a newspaper now? It, they still exist. I've been told. They my, do. My high school baseball coach, who's been doing it for like 37, 38 years at the same school, he said he finally stopped having the physical paper show up to wow. his door. My dad still gets it, yeah. and I'll and I'll pull it out maybe once in a while and look at, it, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, you mentioned something before we went on air. Y'all, I'm a modern John Marshall. Yeah. No. Yeah. That should have been national news. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, loaded, two I mean, loaded teams. And that sort of thing was never supposed to happen. And it, yeah. and it did. How is that not a huge story? Yeah, huge story. Huge story. Well, anyway. we love that we love to get you on. Uh, we call it That Flippin' Sport co- Sports Podcast now. It's going to morph can, into something else. You can say it. It's a working uh, title. We, we may go Virginia's for sports. Virginia's for sports. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that way. Uh, hey, we love that. We love the help, but we love to have you because you're a great guest. So no, we appreciate. I've it. enjoyed it. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all what y'all doing. Good shows, and I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it. Stu, thank, thank, thank you very much. Appreciate you doing this, yep. man. You were uh, very thoughtful and uh, had some colorful stories. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.